Hello, everyone. Welcome to Books Unbound, the podcast where we unbind books to get to their hearts with your hosts, me, Raylene, and me. It's Ariel. Ooh. Sorry, I feel sleepy now. <laughs> we, <laughs> we, just... both, we both yawned right before we started recording, so that was fun. <laughs> I'm probably going to yawn again. I can feel it happen. <laughs> Woo! It's funny because it's not late. It's 11 o'clock in the morning where I am, and it's just the afternoon for you, so I don't know why we're so tired, but that's okay. It's because life's grinding it's us way down, really. It's true. I feel like I have a lot of things happening right now, and I'm just, like, ready to sleep for a few weeks. <laughs> I just saw Kyle's hand, and it for a second, it looked like a disembodied arm just slightly behind you. That was a really horribly scary moment for me. Um, yeah, don't mind that. He's, taking, he's just napping next to me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize there was a hand behind me. It's Halloween. It's just spooky season. This is our leading up to Halloween episode. I guess technically it doesn't come out on Halloween. It'll be um, the week before Halloween, but Close it is enough. what it is. Close enough. We, it's it's a spooky recommendations episode. We couldn't do it any other time. So that's what Ooh. we're doing today. Yeah. <laughs> We have some recommendations that we actually wanted to do a few months ago, just randomly. We were like, let's do a spooky episode. And then it didn't it didn't pan out, let's just say. And um, so now uh, we're doing them you now. You want to tell them the truth that all of your audio wasn't recording or yeah. whatever? I don't want to talk about that. That was um, the worst thing that's ever happened to me in the podcast world. Actually, uh, that probably was our lowest low. It was like- horrible. Two was, episodes got Yeah, two deleted. episodes that we spent, you know, three hours recording were just oh, horrible geez. and we had to redo them. And we had to redo them on a crunch, like time crunch, to try and get them <laughs> up in time. And it was just horrible and I felt bad. But, you know, anyway, we're here I'm, now. No, you shouldn't feel bad. Technical issues always happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but clearly it was haunted. That episode was haunted. That's true. So our, all the recommendation requests we picked this week are either kind of Halloween adjacent or just like spooky season um kind of adjacent well yeah i think uh we may as well jump in we've got lots of really fun recommendations that i've been dying to talk about for months well, wait. <laughs> but it's true but before we do do that i wanted to just ask oh do you have any plans this halloween are you doing anything <gasps> that kind is of a fun, fun or special or anything um yeah i guess technically i mean kind of it's kind of weird i'm doing something at work but i'm not actually celebrating halloween like on halloween okay. day because okay. i have just i'm not going to also it's the day before i move so that's kind of crazy oh wow! but yeah, um right. but for halloween my whole office is dressing up as disney princesses <laughs> oh my god which princess are you are you Belle? you look like no. Belle. are you Belle? No. oh okay sorry no. what <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll, I'll give you another chance to guess can you think of a disney princess that has short brown hair Rapunzel after the moment? Bingo! Ding, ding, ding! (laughs) I know, mine's kind of tricky because when I tell people I'm being Rapunzel, they're like, are you going to wear a wig? And I'm like, no, I'm her after she gets a haircut. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I'm being being Rapunzel'd a la Tangled. And um, yeah, so we all bought dresses off of this website that has like, kind of like Disney-esque like replica dresses almost. So they're like pretty intense. And like they've got layers underneath and they're quite poofy. So I'm really excited. I was hoping to get a little like Pascal doll that I can carry around. (laughs) But I'm like, you know what? It's not worth it. I'm not going to spend 20 bucks or whatever on this (laughs) thing that I'm going to use one time. Um, But I I have been told many times that I need to bring a uh, frying pan to work with me as part of of my costume. And I'm like, yeah, cast iron pan is a little heavy. So I don't know what I'm going to do there. But I'm really excited. (laughs) So I'm being yeah, I'm being Rapunzel. And then there is a bell. There is going to be a bell amongst us and a Cinderella. Um, So it's going to be lots of fun. 
I'm really That's excited amazing. about that. So we're doing that. We're doing a potluck lunch at work, and then we're going out for dinner afterwards. And then wow, I'm going to so, spend the whole weekend fun. just uh, packing and getting the last things figured out for my move. Right. So that okay, is what my Halloween weekend. looks like. Yeah. So it's yeah. it's going to be spooky in a way. <laughs> we're moving well, into a spooky building, so it's kind of fun. <laughs> <laughs> I realized I was actually texting with Kaylee, who does um, who runs our Instagram, and I. I forget what exactly we were talking about, but I was like, wait a minute. I had an epiphany while texting with her. I was like, wait a minute. I just realized I need to be Anne of Green Gables for <gasps> Halloween. Yeah. Like, have to. I have to be. So, but I don't have any of the elements of the costume <laughs> yet. I, it's as of the recording of this, it's October 10th. So we'll see if I pull that off. <laughs> I would love to see that. I was actually out of Green Gables a couple of years ago. For I Halloween. remember. I but my remember hair was too that. short and it wasn't red enough. So it didn't feel quite right. But the costume yeah. was good. Yeah. So I definitely have the right boots for it. But mm-hmm. I don't have the like apron-y dress or a brown kind of dress that would go underneath it or the yeah. straw hat. So I'm missing like yeah. my braids I think would be perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, okay. I'm going to have to... Hmm, now I'm thinking. I got my straw hat from Value Village. Like, they had brand new straw hats there because of Halloween. They always put out (laughs) Halloween costume stuff. And for some reason, they had straw hats. That's a good tip. I might check that out. Um... Because a straw hat really pulls together the look. It does. Everybody understood I was in, even, like, just with the hat. Braids and a a straw hat? hat? Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's all you need in this day and age. (laughs) Um, so I'm going to try and dress up as Anne. If that doesn't work, I will figure something else out and I'll let you guys know. But um, the thing I'm really excited about this Halloween is giving out candy in my new house. Oh, that's fun. So last year when I moved into this house, we moved in in November. So it was like we missed Halloween. Mm. Um, and October, right before we moved, not only were we like in the throes of moving, similar to you this year, but yeah. it was like we were only six months into COVID. And yeah. so Halloween was basically canceled. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you it was recall, not a good Halloween. <laughs> it was like people were like not doing Halloween or they were just like barely giving out candy mm-hmm. or whatever. But this year, I think it's calmed down a lot more because everyone here in my province is vaccinated. Um, so I think that I'm going to get some kids around my house. And I'm mm. so excited. Giving candy to children in the non-creepiest way is a beautiful (laughs) beautiful thing like i love opening the door and seeing their little costume and being like oh my god you guys look adorable have so much candy (laughs) right no i do love that i remember when i worked at the bookstore we would do a halloween thing every time it was halloween (gasps) and like because we worked in like a place where there's lots of shops and so all the shops that were around would do would have halloween candy for all the kids and so all these tiny little children would walk around from like 11 to one or whatever so right in the middle of the day it was so much fun all these tiny little children and we would see their adorable costumes one the the highlight for me the best costumes i ever saw was a um husband and wife and their kid and they were dressed up like um hiccup and astrid and toothless from (laughs) from how to train your dragon the baby was toothless it was it was a beautiful it was the best costumes i've ever seen (laughs) that's amazing i love that um and there is a school bus that goes down my road so oh. I know that it, there are kids. And I've seen some kids walk. In fact, I don't know if I've said this. I feel like maybe I told this on the pod. But I saw a little tiny kid. It was like a four-year-old, three three or four-year-old kid mm-hmm. 
run onto my lawn. I was just sitting here on my at my desk looking outside and there were all these little kids like and I don't know for what if it was just their mom doing an activity or what but like they were picking up garbage you mm-hmm. know um they had like little bags and they were all just picking up garbage anyway she ran into the middle of my lawn and i'm just watching her and i'm like okay go, What's going now on? what <laughs> am i about to have to go like issue a kid off of my lawn am i that <laughs> adult now get off my lawn yeah um but she then dove into this there's like a patch of bushes i guess is the best (laughs) word for it between my house and the next house Mm -hmm. which i guess is probably a perfect trap for garbage right like because my i don't have any garbage on my lawn i'm always cleaning it but anyway she dove in there and she was like on her hands and knees getting (laughs) in there to get a wrapper she got it and then she left and i was like that was awesome <laughs> like what the biggest fan of this tiny adorable kid ever but anyway there was like six of these little kids so i feel like there are kids that live on my road the thing about living rurally is that like the roads are really really long and the yeah. houses are really far apart and you don't really know who's on your road especially because i moved here during covid so i haven't gotten a chance to introduce myself to people mm-hmm. but Anyway, I'm really excited for the possibility of giving children candy. <laughs> right? Like, even if there's only five kids, it'll be worth it. That that would be amazing. <laughs> five beautiful, adorable little children. Perfect. Take this candy. Also, if there's less of them, I give them all more candy. That's true. <laughs> They're getting the best of both worlds if they stick around the rural area. <laughs> when you went trick-or-treating as a kid, mm-hmm. did you ever get given cans of pop? No. That sounds insane. Okay, that happened to me and my brother a couple of times uh, when we went trick-or-treating as kids in Ontario. That is... Don't do that, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) And here's why. Literally, just one logistical reason why. They are so heavy and kids are not strong. Mm -hmm. Like, all you want to do is carry as much candy as possible. And a pop can or two pop cans, that's freaking heavy. Ruins everything. Okay? (laughs) You load down the entire thing so yeah anyway sorry i just remember that was nuts (laughs) (laughs) that is pretty nuts all right time to jump into these recommendations yes we've got i derailed us that's okay it's a how it's a halloween pre-party so we need to talk about (laughs) halloween i love this okay i i'm gonna go with what i think it should be the first one. We're just going to go with this one. Uh, okay. This one's from Carolina, who I feel okay. like we've answered something from Carolina before. But anyways, so um, this one is very exciting. Okay, so Carolina is saying, I would like to read a really good book about witches. Hell yeah. Okay. Think about Salem and sororities vibe. Does anything like that even exist? I would love it to be fiction, but it's fine if it's not. Thank you for working so hard on the podcast. Oh, that's nice. Aww. She says, I don't have many friends and like that like reading, so listening to you guys at least gives me the illusion of being among bookie friends. That's beautiful. We are your bookie friends. We are your bookie <laughs> friends. So do you have... What's your book about witches? I'm really curious to hear what you've got. Okay. So this is interesting because we've talked before on the podcast about our different book collections like you have cat books i have like a translated asian fiction section but i also have a witch section Mm -hmm. and i um i really am excited by witches i think it's such a cool i don't know it's not a trope i guess character type like it really excites me i'm like oh witches are so cool Mm -hmm. and i had been collecting witch books for a while but I haven't 
I'm just going to be honest. I haven't read an amazing one. I haven't read one where I'm like, this is incredible. And I had dipped into a few of the YA ones that I had, Mm -hmm. and I didn't enjoy any of them, and I ended up donating them all before I moved. So the books that I wanted to mention are not novels. So maybe I'm going to get in trouble. But these are two books that I have on my my like little my pile of witch books that i think sounds so cool and i just thought it'd be fun to mention them to people okay. so the first one is the witches salem 1692 mm. a history by stacy ooh schiff 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 how would you pronounce that last name schiff schiff okay on the back it says it began in 1692 over an exceptionally raw massachusetts winter when a minister's niece began to scream and convulse it ended less than a year later but not before panic had infected the entire colony 19 men and women had been hanged and a band of adolescent girls had brought massachusetts to its knees to its knees dot 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 so this is the history of salem and the salem witch trials I think that's so cool because it's such, like, um, it, now it feels mythological, doesn't it? Yeah. That whole thing that happened there. But this is, like, an actual account of everything we know mm. about Salem. Um, and it's supposed to be a pretty good version of that. Because a couple of different people have written about it, but this one sounds really good. That Would you ever really read good. a whole book about Salem, do you think? I think so. Yeah, actually, now that you're talking about it, I'm like, that is... I mean, I'm not super interested in history in general, but, like, that's the type of the history that I'd be interested in reading about. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, well, this is 20,000 ratings on Goodreads. Hmm. So this might... I feel like I, I got this one because it was the biggest one about it. Yeah, I've definitely seen that one around with a different cover. Yes, there's a different cover of it. Okay, and then the other one, this one is so cool. The Witch by... <gasps> Ronald Hutton. So this is a big hardcover book. Mm. It's an academic text, basically. It's published by Yale University Press. But it's a history of fear from ancient times to the present. And it looks at witches in different, like, areas. Like, Mm -hmm. Egyptian witches, early modern witches, Middle Ages, uh, like, literally all these different areas of witches talks about um africa asia australia the americas europe like diff what do different cultures have as witches yeah um so these are both non-fiction texts if you want to learn about the history of witches in the real world i think they're really cool i just haven't read them yet so mm-hmm. maybe they're terrible <laughs> that sounds cool i feel like it'd be great to read one of those books and then jump into the book that i'm about to recommend oh um i've already talked about it quite a bit in the past couple of weeks but okay. we write upon sticks by yes. Quan Berry. i would be remiss yes. if i didn't talk about this book in relation to this question um because as i talked about i didn't super duper love the book but the thing that i connected to the most about the book is the like sorority aspect of it and like the friendships and the Mm. way the girls interact and everything that's going on with their lives and they're so connected to salem like that's another thing is yeah one of the main characters is a descendant of like one of the salem accusers and that's a big thing too is that she's like part of her family and so it's very, very, very connected to Salem Witch Trials and all of that stuff. So this book, I feel like, is the perfect book 
to go with this um, recommendation request because it's very witchy. All of the girls are, you know, they're trying to win at their field hockey tournament or whatever. And so they, <laughs> they write their names in this book that helps them get kind of witchy powers. And so throughout the whole book, they can like communicate with each other in their heads and weird things start happening and it's just perfect for this. So I had to recommend that. I also wanted to recommend a book that I haven't really ever talked about because I haven't read it, oh, but I feel okay. like, <laughs> I just feel like this book is kind of a perfect companion to We Ride Upon Sticks just based on what I've heard about it. Yeah. And that is Bunny by Mona Awad. Oh, I didn't know that was about witches. I, I don't think it is actually about witches. It might be okay. though, because one of the tags on Goodreads is magical realism. So this oh, book, okay. from what I've understood, it's kind of like a dark academia it takes place at a prestigious university, you know, it's got that kind of vibe, and it's about a bunch of girls. I think it's about a sorority, so I feel like it kind of fits into that side of the question a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I've seen it compared to, like, American Horror Story Coven in, at times. I think it could just be, mm. I don't know if it's because of there's a witch aspect, I don't know for sure. But I know that this book is really weird. Every single review you look at is like, this book is so strange but so good. And I feel like that's mm. something that I found with We Write Upon Sticks as well. It was like, this is like manic. Like there's something crazy happening here and it's kind of strange and I don't fully understand what's going on, but it's great. And I feel like this book might fit into that as well. It kind of seems like it's got like a Mean Girls vibe to it. Um, so I feel like even though if it's if it's not exactly about witches, it is um, also tagged as horror. It's definitely a horror book. So it yeah. probably has some kind of crossover. So I wanted to give that one a shout out. Also, one of my best friends loved this book. So and I just feel like it would be a good recommendation, even if I haven't read it. I'm planning on reading it eventually. <laughs> I feel like I also want to do a shout out to the books I read last week. Yeah. Um, like, there's a lot of fun graphic novels in this arena. Moonstruck, That's true. We both read and we liked it. Um, and Moon I cakes. really like the Tea Dragon Society by K. O'Neill, mm -hmm. which is kind of witchy. So there's definitely some graphic novels as well. But I, I guess feel like Practical Magic is another one. Just sorry. Shout out. Yeah. To that. You watched that movie and didn't like I it. I didn't right? like the movie, but I'm sure the book is good. And I mean, lots of people love the movie. It was just me. <laughs> it's just a you problem but it's very witchy it's like 100 yeah. percent witch vibes i would like to know um what like a really great witch book is because yeah. it just feels like there's so much potential there yeah but i every time i try reading a witch book it ends up not being what i want i don't know I how know to explain mean. that yeah it never so, quite hits the spot right it never quite hits the spot right that's exactly <laughs> it really <laughs> thank you <laughs> So that was All right, fun. well, I love that one. let's do this one from Isa. They ask, I love listening to this pod while painting for class, but I'm running out of episodes. So I want an audiobook to creep me out while I paint at night in an empty classroom. Oh, the creepier, the better. But slightly weird is also great. The moment you sent me this one, Raylene, I had the perfect book amazing I, knew... so I had the perfect one as soon as i read it yes i really connected to this one okay you go first you go first what did you okay have? so this one is the absolute perfect book also first of all i have a question why are you reading in a creepy classroom at night all by yourself or yeah, not reading horrifying. why are you painting by yourself in a classroom <laughs> i'm scared that scares me a little bit um that's scary yeah, like... <laughs> i said don't do that um but anyways i am going to give you a book that will creep you out particularly because of the fact that you're in a school or in a classroom um Ooh. the book that i want to recommend is i'm thinking of ending things by ian reed 
Oh. So this is a very spooky, unnerving book. Um, particularly though, because it a lot of it takes place in a school at night. So I think that you'll really get scared. If you're really planning to get scared, this book will do it. Because um, this book is about a couple that is driving and it's snowing and they need to stop driving for a little bit because of the snow and they end up at a school. And oh. they go in and spooky things ensue. And it's very weird, very, very weird. One of the strangest books I've read, actually. It's the type of book that when you're reading it, you're like, I don't fully understand what's happening. Like, it's right. that level of weird where it's like, you kind of just have to go along for the ride. It's kind of surreal um, and very unsettling and spooky. So I feel Did like this one is perfect. Did you see the movie? Yeah. I didn't like the movie as much as the book. The movie oh, okay. for me just didn't quite work as well, but you know, that's just my personal preference. I'm sure lots of people loved it, but um, apparently Raylene just hates movies. <laughs> I don't like movies actually. Yeah. That's a new thing I just discovered. <laughs> Every movie is just subpar. Um <laughs> But yeah, I really, really like it's funny, too, because when I first read the book, I was like so unsure about how I felt about it. Like, it's still one of those books where I'm like, I don't know if I love it or mm. if I am neutral about it, but I think about it all the time. It's one of those books that I think about rereading and I probably will reread it maybe this month. You know what? You know what? Ooh. Maybe I'll just reread it because I actually read it on my e-reader originally so I can read it because it's not packed. My e-reader is right over there. Um that's cool. But yeah, it's it's a weird book that it's like hard to explain what it's about. So that general gist is all that I'll give you. It's kind of a discover it for yourself kind of book because it's very weird. Anyway, what did you pick? That sounds perfect. <laughs> yeah. I am. I really think this is the perfect one. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> Try and show me Coraline. <laughs> Coraline by Ooh, Neil Gaiman. I love that book too. Um, did you listen to the audiobook for this one? No, I read it when I was like 10 years old. Okay, so when I was a teen, I started making YouTube videos and about books and stuff. Um, people were talking about audiobooks and mm. I didn't know how you got audiobooks. Right. Like, you guys have to understand <laughs> that this was before like, audible and before fm before iphones yeah i guess not not technically before iphones but like in the early iphones era like it was actually kind of hard to listen to audiobooks they were rarely made Mm -hmm. if they were made they were on cassette tape and then they were on cds yep and like my parents had lord of the rings on cassette tape and it was really cool but it like it was freaking a lot of cassette tapes. Like, to oh, me, it yeah. seemed impossible to get audiobooks. Oh, yeah. Even, like, a Harry Potter book, I remember, because I would get them from the library. They were, like, 20-plus CDs in a box. Yes. So it's like, how are you even supposed to listen to that? I downloaded them all into iTunes so that I could put them on my iPod, and it was, like... That's what I too did. Too much effort. With, <laughs> that's what I did with this following book, so I still have it in my iTunes library. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> I love that. Because I... You know, I, so I was aware of what audiobooks were, but they just, the the evolution of audiobooks in the last 10 years has been so interesting. Mm-hmm. They are so mainstream now, but wow, yeah. like literally just 10 years ago, they were not. Anyways, um, I was aware of them, but I didn't know how to get them. I was in a bookshop and suddenly I saw this little collection in, in an indigo of oh. audiobooks, like on CD. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, this is how you get them. I've always wanted to try this. And I looked at what they had and they had Coraline by Neil Gaiman. And it was a pretty short one. It was like 
it's like three hours or something like maybe yeah, not even it's, it's like a book. really short audiobook and it had a cute little box i think it had a drawing from the movie on it or something but mm. it was like a cute little box and it was only like three cds or something so i was like this is an easy way to start yeah so like you i brought it home this is again back in the day when laptops had cd ports yep. um good old days <laughs> pop that in there put it on my iTunes, put it on my iPod. God, things were complicated. <laughs> and um, listen to it. And it is horrifying. <laughs> it is so scary. Like, the story is spooky and the story is fun because, like, Neil Gaiman does a lot of spooky type things. Yeah. Um, and obviously, like, it's about a little girl who crosses over to, like, a parallel universe where everything is slightly wrong and her yeah. parents are, like, dolls and, like... Like, it's scary. It's a scary concept. But the audiobook, since Isa asked for audiobook, mm -hmm. the audiobook is horrifying. It has, like, it has these uh, mice. Like, there's, like, a chorus of mice <laughs> that shriek this song. Ew. And it's so creepy. <laughs> it is so creepy. I remember it, like, genuinely scaring me oh when I was, God. like, 16 or 17. I was like, this <laughs> is too much. Like, I felt scared when I listened to it. But because it was so short, I just finished it. Um, <laughs> Through your but, heart. like, it was really scary. It was really scary. So... <laughs> It's the perfect rec for this because it you is actually know the audio. Like yeah, the audio book itself added to the spook factor. I don't think the book would have been as scary if I hadn't listened to the audio book right. and it didn't have those screechy mice. But yeah, it wasn't just horrible. mice; like there were other sound effects and stuff. Oh, Ooh. I love when audiobooks have additional sound effects like that. Just yeah, adds me too. To the production quite a bit. That's awesome. That's a very good recommendation. I like that. Well, the next one. Oh, this one I'm also very excited about. You were speaking about um, our collections earlier. This is kind of related to that. Oh, yeah. Um, this one comes from Stephanie, who says, Hello, lovely ladies. I hope you can help me out. I really wanted to do a collection of books like Raylene has with cats and Ariel has with internet books. I want to start a collection of moon books. Do you guys have any moon book recommendations I could start with? It doesn't have to be, but definitely can be about the Zodiac. Just books with moon in the title or moon vibes. I'm a cancer and the moon is my ruling planet. Ooh, okay. You see, this really goes to show how I don't understand horoscopes because the moon isn't a planet. Yeah, what does that mean? Well, we'll never understand. You know, it's like, we'll it's never. been a few episodes. We talked about this, um, like, last month on our, I think it was our live show that we did yeah, I think for it was our live episode show. 100 time. Uh, we still don't get it. It's okay. It's fine. My ruling, I'm a Libra, I don't even remember. okay? No. That's all I know. <laughs> I'm a Scorpio, and I think my Pisces is rising or something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Oh, I don't know what it means. Some, there's something Libra in mine, too, I think. Maybe it's, maybe it's my moon. I don't know. Um, That's so funny. Okay. <laughs> they're such noobs. I don't understand any of it. Well, this one was super fun because... <laughs> uh, moon books. Yeah, I had uh. one perfect moon book. I mean, there's definitely a couple others I could have done, but this one is like under undercover moon book you might not realize this is a moon book and that is okay 1q84 by haruki murakami <sighs> okay this is interesting because without you saying it mm -hmm. i wouldn't have thought about it as a moon book yeah. at all 
But then when you do say it, I realize there's a moon on the cover. Exactly. But I never thought about that. Never would have connected it. So yeah, 1Q84 is kind of about that there's like two different versions of 1984. There's one that's where things are slightly weird. And in that slightly weird version, um, which they call 1Q84, there are two moons. And that's how you know you're, like, in 1Q84. It's like, wait, there's two moons up there right now. One of them is the normal moon, and then there's another one that's smaller and green and kind of, like, creepy looking. And um, so, and the moon, like, plays a big part in the story. And, like, the characters are often looking up at the moon or the moons and, like, thinking about each other or whatever it may be. And so the moons really tie the whole thing together. It's almost like these characters are circling around the moon a little bit. Yeah, it's kind of, like, hard to explain, but it is very much a moon book. Um, And it's kind of like a a character in the book, almost. So even though it doesn't take place on the moon and, you know, nothing like that, it is very much a moon book. So that is my wholehearted moon book recommendation. That's really interesting. Because I... As a person who hasn't read it, I didn't know it had anything to do with the moon. Yeah. And, like, but I feel kind of dumb because it literally is on the cover of the book. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, it's a huge, it's like half of the cover. It's yeah, moons. like on the three-volume edition yeah, yeah. of the book, the moon is everywhere. <laughs> also, the UK one has a giant oh, really? moon on it. Oh, cool. I'll have to look that up. Wow. Hmm. What did you pick? Well, I have three. Excellent. <laughs> That's fantastic. I, I, I love a good book collection, okay? A yep. niche interest book collection. I'm there for it. And if mm-hmm. I can help, I would like to help. <laughs> The first one is 172 Hours on the Moon yep. by Johan Harstead. Beautiful. Which is 100% an Ariel and Raylene classic. Oh, uh, yeah. That one goes way back. That was, was like one of maybe, our first buddy reads. I was going to say, was this maybe our first buddy read? It may have been the Marbury Lens, but it could have oh, been this boy. one. <laughs> yeah, those are two very different feelings that we had about those books, that's for sure. Uh, 172 Hours on the Moon is a book we've talked about loads. You reread it recently, didn't you? Yeah. I did. And you still liked it, but didn't love it? Yeah, it's definitely not. Like, it was fantastic and, like, definitely five stars as a 15-year-old. But as an adult, it's like, I understand that it's meant for teens, but it was still very good. Yeah. Yeah. And also, it is the kind of book that I think... Once you know the plot twist, it can't be that fun reading it the second time. Yeah, exactly. It's definitely like a read it once and be shocked by it kind of book. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, look, I'm looking at my, my review says, I need to gather my thoughts, talk with Raylene, <laughs> but just know that this is probably the most terrifying book I've ever read. Oh my god, That's so cute. Baby Ariel, you're adorable. Yeah. That was so long ago. Mm-hmm. Anyway, this book is really, really cool. It's about these three teens who are chosen, I forget if it is NASA or if it's like yeah, some copy it's a NASA of NASA. Th- no, it's NASA because NASA okay. is not cool anymore. They're failing. They're not popular. Oh, yeah. And they're trying to like regain their popularity by yeah. doing like a media publicity stunt. Mm-hmm. So people apply, like kids, teens apply to do the space program and then they get like a boot camp for like two weeks or something and then they get sent to the moon. Mm-hmm. And it's supposed to just be like, you go to the moon you hang out for a little bit and then you come back to earth and everything yeah. is fine but of course things go terribly wrong <laughs> um yes. it was so fun it was so fun uh i really do recommend it yeah like me too. you said 
I can I can understand why it wouldn't be as awesome as an adult. But as a teen, this rocked my life. Uh, yeah, and it is scary. It's shocking. There's lots of twists and turns. Like, you'll never really know quite what's going to happen next. Yeah, and that's really it's fun. And it's so moony. Very moon. Very moon. It's in the title. <laughs> it's on the cover. It's all about the moon. Mm-hmm. Um, So the next one. Oh, my God. Moon Cop by Tom. Oh, Gold. that's a good one. Yeah moon cop i love moon cop moon cop is an incredible book it's a graphic novel it's short um but it's deeply beautiful very meditative a little like reflective and it's about this cop who is on the moon hence Mm -hmm. he's a moon cop and he is like moon cop he's like the (laughs) last cop on the moon the lunar colony there is over Everyone's going back to Earth. It kind of didn't work out. Like, there's no point to be on the moon. Mm -hmm. People are going back. So he's, like, still doing his daily rounds. But it's, like, kind of on a dying celestial rock. Like, there's everyone's gone. So it's kind of sad. It's very melancholy. But the whole thing takes place on the moon. Mm -hmm. The illustrations of the moon are amazing. Um it's just it's kind of funny in a, in a little bit of a mm-hmm. way like a little sarcastic i love this story here's my review from 2017 <laughs> every single time i read a graphic novel i'm reminded of how much i love graphic novels this was no exception moon cop was absolutely wonderful It's a tiny story about a cop who works on the moon when everyone is leaving, and he has nothing to do. He's lonely and melancholy, but peaceful and calm. The drawings are so chilly and isolating, but they made me feel like I was the moon cop's friend, and that at last... And that at least he wasn't fully alone. The narrative is quaint and touching and funny and quirky. I really recommend you pick this up, especially if you like anything to do with space, because the artwork will make you want to move to the moon, even if it's lonely. This was in this <laughs> this little tiny phase where I tried to write good reviews on good. Yeah, I was like, you wrote a lot there. You really said a lot of things. That book is so good. Ultra recommend. And then my final book. Not Your Ordinary Wolf Girl by Emily Pohl Weary. So (laughs) this is a YA book about werewolves. Oh. I think the first time that we recorded this episode, Raylian, we we did talk about how like werewolves are not cool. (laughs) It's true. You don't you don't really read about werewolves as much as you read about other supernatural gals and dudes yeah like it just it's just not a very popular trend anymore i get maybe there was a time when werewolves were more popular but it's sort of like why write about werewolves when you can write about vampires <laughs> like let's be honest yeah, it's true. um but this i remember i found this probably like on a big sale like it was like one of those 4.99 books at indigo oh yeah um like a hardcover ya sale oh god those were yep. the days That's classic. um And I was like, this seems fun. So it's about an 18-year-old character named Sam who is a bass player in a band. Okay? Mm. And so I was like, already that's cool. So in the the cover is so cheesy. It's like a girl. I don't have this book anymore. I think I donated it. But it's a girl playing a guitar and kind of howling to the moon. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. That's terrible. (laughs) 
Um, and the synopsis says that like one night after a concert in Central Park, she's attacked by a quote, wild dog, unquote. Mm. Suddenly, this longtime vegetarian is craving meat. <laughs> oh my God. Sounds like Night Bitch a little bit. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, so it turns out that she is a werewolf now. Um, but she's, it's also like just, it, I remember it being funny mm -hmm. and silly. I wonder if I wrote a review. If I did, that would be really, I did. Thank God. Perfect. Okay. This is awesome. This is from, also from 2017. Well, this was a lovely surprise. I gave it three stars for context. The other two, Moon Cop and 172 Hours, I gave five stars. Okay. My brother picked this up in my bookstore and handed it to me. And when I read the description, I had to give it a shot. The cover is not great. <laughs> Brackets. Although it makes perfect sense to the book. And the title is cheesy. And to be fair, the story was cheesy too. But it was a fun ride. We follow a girl who's a new celebrity because of a rock band who has just become a werewolf. And then I wrote, dun, dun, dun. This was exactly what you think it would be. Quick, fun, light, innocent, not deep, but entertaining read. I'd give it closer to a 3.5 stars because I had a good time while reading it, but it did have flaws. The secondary plot was confusing and I didn't feel it was well developed. I still have questions about it. The characters weren't really developed and the writing was very normal. That's the <laughs> way for me to put it. But it was fun. So whatever. There you go. That's, that's funny. The writing was very Ariel normal. Thinks. I wonder what that's supposed to mean. Oh, no, wait. This review is from 2013. Oh, okay. That makes more sense. I'm like, why yeah, would you have read it so sense. recently? <laughs> yeah. I was like, that doesn't make sense. November 17th, 2013. Uh, um, nice. Anyways, there you go. That's that's the deal. So I this is, again, it, it's a moon book because it's about werewolves. Mm -hmm. But also, like, I wish I could show you the cover railing, but like, the O's, the O's in not your yeah. ordinary wolf girl yeah. all of the o's in those letters are moons on the cover so. so it's got a moony cover that's good well actually i just thought of another moon book that i didn't Ooh. super love but i'll give it a shout out because it very yeah. much is a moon book um artemis by andy weir oh, he yeah, wrote yeah, the martian yeah. which obviously takes place on mars but the uh, artemis takes place completely on the moon it's about people like the moon has been colonized and it's about all these people who live there amazing and so yeah the main character is this woman who like I think she does some kind of heist or she's a criminal or something on the moon. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting. So there you go. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That's totally. another moon book. My dad just read Project Hail Mary and loved it. I've been hearing really good things about that one. The so new, I the definitely, new Andy Weir one. Yeah, I need to get my hands on that guy and read it because I've read his other two. So And they've already one. announced that they're doing a movie for that one with yeah. Ryan Gosling. Yeah, so it must be really good. <laughs> yeah, yikes. Um... Okay, the final recommendation we're doing today is from Raina. She asks, I'm looking for the perfect fall read. I'm looking for a book that captures the happy mood I feel when the weather gets colder and everything smells like apple cider and pumpkin bread. I've never had pumpkin bread, really, but that sounds you amazing. You need to have it. <laughs> Horror just isn't my genre, but fall is my favorite season. So I have a bit of a tough time finding happy fall reads that aren't scary. All right. Very nice. What did you pick? Well, there is a particular book that I wanted to pick, but I have a feeling you're going to pick it. So I chose something uh, else. If you don't say it. 
If you don't say it, it, I'll say it, but I'm sure you're going to say it. Is it Sheets? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, let's just talk about Sheets quickly, because I feel like Sheets is the number one perfect thing for this recommendation. Let's talk about Sheets, baby. Baby. (laughs) Uh, It's the perfect fall book. It really is. Because the the art is incredibly beautiful, Uh, for one thing, but it really captures that crisp autumn air vibe. Oh, and the little ghost. I'm just showing Raylene. Oh. <laughs> I just got the new collector's edition of Sheets. And um, so I actually have it here on my desk. Yeah. It is just such a beautiful oh, book. It's just perfect. I was going to talk about this one, but I was also going to talk about um, the Anne of Green Gables that Brenda yes, Thumbler did. that's another good one. Because that one has the oranges as well. But this book is so sweet. And it's about a little ghost. It is about a little ghost. And a, a girl <laughs> so who's beautiful. lonely and needs a friend. Um, but yeah, I just feel like as far as capturing that autumn vibe, that book is the first thing that comes to my mind. And it's like not scary. And like it's maybe a little like sad at times. But it's not complete. Like it's a happy book overall. And it's nice. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's great. That is just great. But the other book I decided to go with something kind of random that I loved many years ago and haven't ever talked about. And that is The Raven Boys by Maggie Stiefvater. Ooh, okay. Yeah. I'm really interested to hear you talk about this because I don't think we have ever talked about no, it. No, I don't think I we have. Know you, I didn't even know you'd read it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So my relationship with the Raven Boys series is that I read, I read the, I mean, it's, wow. I wonder, I don't, I don't have my original Goodreads anymore, so I don't know when I read it, but it was, let's say five or six years ago. Um, and I read the first book and loved it. And then I promptly read books two and three, but the fourth book wasn't out yet. So I had to wait for it. And then by the time it came out, I didn't care anymore. So I've oh, never, re- so I didn't read the last <laughs> book. So I don't know how the series ends, but I, that's really funny. I really loved, um, the first two books, I would say the third one, I think I was like, man, whatever. But the first two books were just incredible. So this series, oh, wow. I'm trying to remember, but it's about a girl named blue and she is from a family that is kind of like psychic. She's sort and, of a witch. Yeah, yeah. She's like kind of witchy. Um, and her family, yeah, like they, I think they have a, a business or something where they like read tarot cards and like read fortunes and stuff mm. like that. And so there is, I think her mom like gave her a prophecy that she was like the first boy she fell in love with was going to die or something like that. Nice. And so it has kind of like that. That is kind of the setup. Think, for the wasn't book. it the first person she kisses? Yeah, I think so. So she's I never kissed so. anyone because she's scared of killing them. Um, yeah. yeah, I think you're right. That's what <laughs> fair, it is. Fair fear. Yeah. Fair fear. So that's like the main character, and it's told from her perspective. But the it's all about the Raven boys. Like the, it's about her and her relationship with these boys that she meets, and they all like go to a prep school or something, and they're all these yeah. this group of four like best friends. And what I think makes this so fun and like kind of a happy book, even if it's not necessarily like happy out outright mm, um mm-hmm. it's just like the relationship between all the characters like their friendship is so real and like they all really know each other really well so they're always like goofing around and like so it just has like a happy friendship vibe to it but yeah. there are lots of like dark undertones which is kind of what makes it a good fall read in my opinion yeah like, they're, and they're it's trying... got that supernatural edge. yeah there's lots of supernatural stuff going on and like the the boys are trying to find like this magical place or something i can't remember exactly what the plot is but they're trying to find something and it's all related to magic and mm. um and it's just great and the the second book kind of focuses more on like one of the other boy characters Rose who is my favorite character and he like has a a pet raven like there's lots of really good spooky aspects to this series um but it's never like 
scary and like it's it's not like a horror book by any means it's just got like it's a nice like paranormal teen stuff um without being like cheesy and bad because i usually don't like teen paranormal books but this series i really connected to back when i read it so yeah that is my selection for you that's a cool pick i think that's a really cool pick because it's such a it really was a very popular book Mm -hmm. in, in our day and age um but we I don't think we've talked about it on the podcast no, before. No, because I don't own it anymore. Like, I got rid of the series a long time ago because I was, like, just got rid of all my like 1A st- books pretty much. But it's Do good. Do I still own that? F- I don't know if I still own it. I think I might have donated it, too. Hmm. But they're, I, they're um, beautiful. Like, they're, they're, they're nice. They're nice on the shelf. And um, they are a worthwhile read for sure. I read the first book, and I also liked it. I liked mm-hmm. it a lot. I am not good at reading fantasy YA <laughs> fantasy series. Yeah, that's fair. That is a well-established fact. I've probably read I thought about doing a video about this like fantasy series I started and never finished and will <laughs> never finish because yeah. there's like 19 of them. Um it's just like when I was a teen and we were on booktube everyone was reading series and so I was always curious and I would read the first book mm-hmm. but I wouldn't no, I'm not going to read Pandemonium or, <laughs> or City of Ashes. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> um, but that was a classic where I, I read the first book in Raven Boys. And I liked it. I thought it was cool. Yeah. But I'd never read the second book. The Dream Thieves? That was the second Dream one, Thieves, right? yeah. That one was my yeah. favorite of the three that I read, for sure. That one was super good. When I was just scrolling through my books as you were talking. I think another one we could definitely add on to this is The Night Circus. Oh, absolutely. I, I thought about choosing that one. That's autumnal. Yeah. That's autumnal, but not scary at all. But yeah, it has that kind magical. of magical nighttime crisp air. Yeah. The atmosphere uh, of that book is really what people always talk about. And that's what I remember the most strongly. And yeah. it definitely fits that that vibe for sure. Um, and one more I thought I'd throw in here, because why not? I already talked about Neil Gaiman, but the Graveyard Book yes. is such a beautiful book. It's so, so beautiful, but it's not scary really like it takes place in a graveyard obviously it's called the graveyard book but it's about this little boy who is alive um but he's raised by like the ghosts in a graveyard Mm -hmm. and it's just his story and it's really really beautiful it's like very pleasant and friendly Mm -hmm. and cute but it um, isn't that scary at all. I don't. Even, I don't remember being scared at that book. No, I don't. Maybe think I'm scary. not remembering. But um, ah, that's a nice book. It kind of <laughs> makes me emotional thinking about it. Oh. <laughs> but well, let's be honest. The main book is Sheets. Yeah, Thank Sheets you. is the absolute <laughs> number one pick for that. Goodbye. <laughs> well, that Thank was you. lots of fun. I really enjoyed these recommendation requests. I'm glad that we were able to do a kind of Halloweeny themed episode um and next week will actually be halloween so the next episode we record maybe we'll we'll see what we can do about that (laughs) but in the meantime thank you guys so much for listening and we are off to go record our bonus mini podcast books unbucket and this week uh we're just answering a question that i came up with it's kind of lame but we'll see what happens Um, i like it it's uh, lame. (laughs) (laughs) the question is what are some great books with orange covers, and I kind of backpacked on this, or like any other autumnal colors. So like orange, yellow, red, brown, whatever. What are some (laughs) autumnal looking books? They don't even have to actually be autumnal. Just the covers. 
Yeah. A couple weeks ago, we did a question where someone was asking, like, they don't have any purple books on their shelves. And I was like, and Cerulean thought up this one. And I was like, yeah, I don't think there are that many orange books. Yeah, orange is kind of a rare, rare color. This will be, we'll see what we've got on our shelves. We'll see what we can do. Okay, so we're off to go do that. Thank you guys so much for listening. And we will talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye.